Amen. The story of blind Bartimaeus is one of those archetypal come to Jesus stories in the New Testament. Um, and uh, on, on a, a surface level, it's a story of a person who's blind and how Jesus performs a miracle and heals his blindness. But Mark leaves a number of clues to suggest that, of course, this is not just about a miracle story, about an event in Jesus' life, that there is something else going on here that is instructive for the spiritual life. And the first clue is at the end of the story where um, Bartimaeus uh, gets his sight back and follows Jesus on the way. And when you hear the way in Mark's gospel, particularly, you have to hear that that was the name the early Christians used to talk about themselves. That the, the word Christian was actually applied to Christianity by a, a secular critic of the movement. The original thing that we called ourselves were the people of the way. And so when Mark writes about following Jesus on the way, there's that whole hint that there, this is symbolic of some other journey that, of course, has to do with faith. So the story of blind Bartimaeus is a story of an analogy of something to do with faith. So his blindness may symbolize some kind of blindness in faith or in life, the act of calling out to Jesus, the act of being inviting, invited into Jesus' presence, the act of throwing off the cloak, coming to Jesus, Jesus asking, what do you want? saying what the desire is, and then your faith has made you well, and then the restoration becomes a, an analogy for, for all, all these little pieces can be interpreted in terms of moments or movements in the spiritual life. And we had a good time in Wednesday morning Bible study looking at every little detail and saying, what could this be like and what could that be like? Um, I won't rehearse all that here, but I particularly liked um, one insight, which was not my own. I never like my own insights, but other people's insights are always much more interesting to me, um, by definition. And the insight that I, I, I really took away from Bible study is this notion of throwing off the cloak, um, that, that when you're a blind beggar sitting by the road in first century Palestine, you have a cloak, you have a rag that you drape over yourself as protection against the elements. That's your house. That's all you've got. Um, so it is your protection, but it's also your identity that, that declares that you're a beggar sitting at the side of the road. And so the act of throwing off the cloak, springing up and coming to Jesus, is an act of, of leaving your protection and leaving your identity and springing forward into the unknown. And so with, with those eyes of that, the, the analogy, you can see that there's a, something profound about the spiritual movement where you leave behind your old identity, the thing that both uh, protects you but also keeps you stuck in that old way of being, that old identity, and moving forward into vulnerability but into the potential for healing and transformation. Now, where I really want to go with this reflection is the, the analogy of blindness and sight. It's one of the classic analogies in the New Testament, and it usually means something to do about spiritual blindness and spiritual sight. To be blind spiritually means something to do about your direction in life, your understanding of what it's all about, what you're doing with your life, having meaning or purpose or value or something along those lines. And, um, and there, are, there are various ways you can come at that metaphor the one that struck me this week is that I've had occasion to be reflecting recently on difficult personalities. 
And, um, and I, you probably know what I mean when I say difficult personalities. I mean people that you just keep trying to work with and it just is like beating your head against a brick wall. And one of the essential components of a difficult personality is that there's a lack of insight. In fact, there's probably a resistance to insight. Usually if there's a problem between two people, the way towards a solution is for each person to reflect on how they are contributing to the problem. Well, I'm probably not making it better by this thing that I've been doing. And the other person says, well, I've probably not been making it better by this thing that I've been doing. And when you start by acknowledging how you're both contributing to the problem, you're able to then work your way towards a solution. You might be able to apologize, you might be able to have some, um, some rapprochement, and then you might be able to sort of shift the problem so that you're, you're both cooperating to solve the problem instead of attacking or defending against each other. A difficult personality lacks the insight to say, I am part of the problem, probably in this way. And, uh, um, and that's what makes it particularly frustrating because you just feel like there's no, there's no solution because the person says, I'm, I'm doing everything right, I'm, I'm fine, I'm not doing anything wrong here. And that lack of insight is the most profound barrier to any kind of resolution or growth or healing or conflict, or resolution. So that is where I'm coming at it this week. And when I hear about the spiritual blindness, I think of that blindness in the sense of the blindness uh, to our own issues, um, our resistance to acknowledging our own flaws and problems and character defects. Um, and it's easy when you're on the other side of that to say you have a character defect and you have a flaw and you're not seeing what I want you to see. The bad news is that sometimes it's on us and we're the ones that are, are having the flaw and we're the ones with the character defect that we can't see and that we don't want to see because to see it would be scary. To see it risks us feeling terrible about ourselves. And so we have these defenses and it's all unconscious. We don't, we don't even know what we can't see because we've blocked our consciousness from it. We are blind. So the story of that miracle of Jesus, of course, it's a story of grace. It's about God's power. It's not about the blind man's power to run a program to heal his own sight. It's about that crying out to Jesus, that being called to Jesus, and then the power of God working through Jesus, doing something about that. So the message that I take away from this story is that in those areas of our life and our psychology, where there are um, parts of us that hold us back, that keep us trapped, that keep us by the side of the road, huddled in our identity and our protection, um, that we don't even know what they are. Part of the ongoing life of prayer is to say, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And you'll, you'll, you might hear the, the echoes of the Jesus prayer of meditative tradition in the call of Bartimaeus. Lord Jesus Christ, son of David, have mercy on me. And the, the Jesus prayer is a breathing prayer, where as you breathe in, Lord Jesus Christ, breathe out, have mercy on me. And to put yourself in that relationship to God where you are calling out to God to do in you what you cannot do for yourself, which begins with the question of insight. How can we learn to see when we don't even know how to see, when we don't even know what we're not seeing? 
that in the end we have to approach God with the attitude of looking for grace, looking for God to do something in us that we cannot do for ourselves. And some of that is pragmatic, but some of it is really quite supernatural. Um, there, there's a pragmatic sense where we as the people of God, if we, if we build relationships of trust, we can be that insight for each other. And if we, if we have trusting relationships, we can say to each other, I think you're missing something here, and we're able to hear that from each other because we have each other's best interests at heart, and we know that and trust it. So there's a, there's a common sense, pragmatic way that God can work in Christian community to bring sight out of blindness. And there is a grace in that. There's something supernatural about that natural response. And, but I can't say that's the only thing that goes on because sometimes God does act and just hits us with insights, moments of realization where we go, oh my goodness, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm, I'm the biggest part of my own problems. And usually there's a, there's a vulnerability in that realization, there's a bit of a crash, but it's the only way forward. And if we can hear that as the voice of Jesus calling us into a new way of being that is healthy and whole and on the way and towards something that is, we don't know what it is, but it's better than this, um, then that is the example of blind Bartimaeus. For we are all blind Bartimaeus at some point. And it's never done. My, my first crack at writing a sermon about this was going to be about the initial conversion experience where, you know, we don't have a faith life at all and we come to faith and so forth. But the problem is, as someone who's had an active faith life for many decades now, I'm still by the side of the road in some parts of my life. I'm still hanging on to that dirty cloak and saying, this is all I know, but it keeps me safe and I don't like it, but there it is. What choice do I have? And so I hear this preaching at me saying, in what parts of my life do I have to have that courage to throw off the dirty cloak and say, Lord Jesus, help me to see. I don't know what I can't see. Help me. And I trust, as has happened in the past, that God will continue to do that for me as I move forward in my spiritual journey. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.